0: and good afternoon thank you for tuning in news talk 95.3 Michigan's news channel i am your host casey hendrickson do want to thank r&b car company locations in south bend and warsaw r&b car company are your used car experts all right uh we've got to get into a couple of different things here because this is going to be censorship based i realize that it's going to dive into more covid stuff my goal isn't to dive into more covid stuff it's going to come up a little bit but um, this is on the censorship angle of course we've been talking about how the dnc now wants the the cell phone carriers to censor your text messages because they don't want you to send your your text messages with air quote misinformation about the vaccine or the virus or what have you and as we have seen throughout this entire pandemic um, their side has been the consistently wrong ones they're the side that has spread the most misinformation about the vaccines and about the virus and about masks and about all of that stuff that has been them. And it's interesting, because just in that uh, that news brief there from Fox News, I mean, you heard about, you know, the White House officials saying that, that, uh, you know, what is happening now with this misinformation that is out there on the internet is that uh, credible medical voices are being silenced by it. Well, you guys also silenced credible medical and scientific voices throughout the entire pandemic who ended up being right. And people died as a result of that. While well, the White House is out there saying, oh, this misinformation is causing people to die. Uh, not really. But the information that you all suppressed and the horrendous campaign against hydroxychloroquine and various other treatments that ended up proving to be successful, that got people killed. So let's not, let's not mince words again. Put them on defense. You always have to put them on defense. You need to go on offense. So anyway, this is Jen Saki. This is her at a press conference talking about what they're going to do, especially on social media and things of that nature. Roll it, Josh. Uh,
1: with these social media platforms uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff, but also members of our COVID-19 team. Uh, Given as Dr. Murthy uh, conveyed, uh, this is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's Office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular with popular who are popular with their audiences with uh, with accurate information and boost trusted content. So we're helping get trusted content out there. We also created the COVID-19, the COVID Community Corps to get factual information into the hands of local messengers. And we're also investing, uh, as you all have seen in the president's, the vice president's and Dr. Fauci's time in meeting with.
0: Okay. Friendly reminder, just as they've been doing throughout the entire pandemic, they are picking and choosing what they believe to be the most credible information. And they have been wrong more times than not. That's the problem. So they're going through Jen Psaki says the white house has been flagging problematic posts on Facebook that they believe are misinformation about Wuhan coronavirus. Now, Remember when Fauci worked with Facebook to ban any post about the Wuhan lab leak theory? And that that may have very well been to cover his own skin because now members of Congress are demanding that he respond to him funding the lab while denying that he was funding the lab and funding gain-of-function research when when he, in fact, was, well, he was denying that he was funding gain-of-function research when, in fact, he was. You know, let's, let's, Go back in time. All right, let's say you believe that masks save lives, okay? Let's say you believe that masks are the best protection against COVID. If you believe that, Facebook got people killed because they took down posts encouraging people to wear masks. Facebook actively banned people and posts who were selling masks to other people. So how many people died as a result of big tech censorship on that issue, they were wrong about the Wuhan lab leak. They were wrong about hydroxychloroquine. And, and remember, they were trying to tell you, well, the medical community says that it's dangerous to take it. No, it didn't. The medical community never said that. One or two dorkuses out there said that. The entire international medical community had undeniable, insurmountable, peer-reviewed evidence that it worked. Ivermectin was the same thing. Suddenly, Ivermectin is, is the boogeyman now. Remember when they pushed ventilators? Turns out ventilators were killing people. What did they do to the doctors who were telling everybody to stop using ventilators on COVID patients? They took their posts down, they banned them, they censored them. We can go through item by item by item by item on this and, and talk about how the government working with social media or big tech in general to ban certain content has actually caused people to die, and we could do this game for the rest of the show. Now, when they talk about flagging posts for misinformation, what type of misinformation, like the World Health Organization told you not to vaccinate your kids if they're under the age of 18? That misinformation? But it's true. Now they're trying to pretend that that didn't happen. They also tried to pretend for a long period of time that the virus wasn't airborne. Well, it is. They pretended for a long period of time that you could get COVID from touching surfaces. You can't. Well, you can, but it's extremely rare. And we could, again, we could play this game all day long, but if they're talking about posts that are going out there right now, they were flagging heart inflammation posts a couple of weeks ago. The White House didn't want you to hear about heart inflammation. Now it's on the warning label for the vaccines. What about all of the, the scientific data which shows that people who had had COVID are much more immune and more protected from reinfection than people who are fully vaccinated who have never had COVID? What about that scientific fact? Are they getting rid of that as misinformation because they want, vaccinated, they want to vaccinate people who have already had COVID, too? Which doesn't make any sense. See, they're going to pick and choose. This is, you know, I've got an INSOG sign right behind me. From 1984 this is the party from 1984 controlling language with newspeak this is exactly what's going on that's actual censorship they have been wrong from the very beginning with who they have censored those doctors at that clinic who are telling us what the fatality rate was and, and the sex the success that they were having in treating COVID patients early on in the pandemic that we played bits of it on the show i did a whole premium live stream about it you know they were taken off of social media they were ostracized they were right what about all of the other doctors all over the world infectious disease experts professors the people who were the professors of the people who are now in in leadership roles during this pandemic oh here's another thing too Are they going to go ahead and censor a post if I were to post it on Facebook where I highlight that, in fact, in the United States, the epidemic within this pandemic is over? According to the official guidelines of what qualifies as an epidemic, according to the CDC? Is that going to get flagged as misinformation by the White House if I post that fact? We are below epidemic threshold. Well below it. And have been for some time now. You go back to last June. Remember last June when things were looking pretty good in the summertime and everybody was out there saying, we're almost at that threshold where it's not an epidemic anymore. Well, we've gone below that threshold. We have been for weeks. Nobody's saying anything. Isn't that interesting? So if you post about that just to let everybody know. And you don't even have to call for an end to all of the pandemic stuff. You can just point out that hey things are actually much better than you think because we're actually below the epidemic threshold right now which we are that's a good thing why can't people know that because you have to be scared it's the only way they're going to get you to actually go through and and you know get the uh, the trump shot so the guy who's in I- advising okay the senior covid response advisor to biden you know that he's not a doctor right Now, I don't know why, not that being a doctor has been all that great throughout this process anyway, but why is it that the senior COVID response advisor to Biden isn't medically trained? Not only that, I mean, the guy's got a controversial rap sheet a mile long of unethical corporate behavior, but I I digress. But the dude... Andy Slavitt, he is not a scientist. He's not a doctor. He doesn't. He doesn't have any experience in this field whatsoever. So why is he the senior advisor on COVID response to Biden? What, what what sense does that make? Shouldn't all of the people in a senior position when it comes to COVID at least have some scientific or medical background? Doesn't that make sense? This guy's like a financial firm CEO who's been accused of stealing tons of money why, why is he why is he the uh the senior covid response advisor to biden but he is and so a lot of the stuff that you hear coming out of the white house about covid comes from a guy who has no medical or scientific training just so you're all crystal clear on that Say what you want about Trump. At least he put his top doctors, whether you agree with them or not, out there in front of the camera. This guy doesn't have any kind of medical training at all. And that's probably why they're all over the place when it comes to messaging. That could be. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Cuban protesters in Haiti coming up in just a couple of minutes here on 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 953, Michiana's news channel. Once again, I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Follow us on Rumble, go to Rumble.com/slash Casey the Host and hang out with us online. All right, so let's talk about the protesters in Cuba just for a second. And then I want to get into Haiti because new developments in Haiti as well. Um, so the World Health Organization and the media have been really upset about the protesters. Of course, we've we've talked to you about how BLM has, has praised uh, the Cuban government. BLM is now saying that it's it's America's fault that people are protesting in Cuba and not the fact that they've been starving and abused and all of that stuff for years upon end. Um, the State Department said that people were only protesting in Cuba because of mismanagement of COVID. Just doesn't make any sense. That's not even why they're saying they're protesting. But I digress. Um We are allowing anybody from the southern border to come into the United States for any reason whatsoever if conditions in their country are not ideal. Yet the Cubans are being told that they they will be deported and turned around and they've been told by the White House to not come to the United States. And again, as we highlighted yesterday, there's only one reason for that. Cubans vote Republican and that's why the democrats don't want to help them. They don't want them to have a better life. They don't want them to escape poverty. They don't want them to bring their families here for better opportunities. But the World Health Organization and now the US media, they're out there saying that the protesters should go home because now they're risking spreading covid. Now, I'm I'm too lazy to check. Does anybody remember the world health organization issuing such an edict for the blm and antifa riots does anybody remember that if they did i missed it i i did not see the world health organization issue some kind of a proposal or an edict or recommendation that people stop protesting and rioting in the united states because they're going to be spreading COVID. and they should probably go home maybe i missed it i don't know but the world health organization sure is up in arms about what's happening in cuba and the US media, of course, is doing the exact same thing. The US media is saying they're going to be spreading COVID everywhere. The US media didn't do that for BLM or Antifa. They only did that for any Trump rally. And then, of course, they did it for January 6th. Violence and everything else happened there. But isn't that interesting? Now, also today, the Biden administration has invited the United Nations to review the United States for racism. True story. True story. Um, the UN, which is a governing body of mostly tyrannical <laughs> countries, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna be investigating us, right? But isn't it interesting? I mean, just think about it. This is what I said. Every position the left has is hypocritical to another position that they hold. Every single one. So you are allowed you are allowed to protest and riot if you're BLM or Antifa, if you're Cubans who are dying, you're not allowed to. If you're Republicans, conservatives, or people on the right whose livelihoods are being destroyed, you're not allowed to. Everybody else is, just not you. And the World Health Organization weighing in on this, I think, is really interesting, too. Of course, large swaths of the World Health Organization happen to be, or, uh, well, the World Health Organization is part of the UN, so the UN happens to be largely communist and Marxist, but I digress. That's kind of interesting. Oh, and the Pentagon has confirmed that Cumbians were tied to the assassination of the President of Haiti, and that they did have military training from the United States. So keep an eye on that story, too. More coming up, News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in, News Talk 95.3 3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. If you are interested in a used vehicle, I recommend RB Car Company. Go to rbcarcompany.com. You can see their full inventory and special offers right there on their website. You can also visit them in person. In Warsaw and South Bend, I'll just let him know that I sent you two, By the way, oh, real quick, I just want to go over this. I was going to talk about this yesterday. Just, just as an aside, uh, Shepard Smith. You know, most of you know that Shepard Smith left left Fox News. I told you guys, you know, years ago that as I was watching Shepard Smith, he just seemed like a guy who was checked out, was giving up, and then I, I expected him to retire, and then all of a sudden he signed a, a re up with his Fox News contract. Which didn't make any sense. I think he just did it for the money. I don't know. The guy, the guy did his show as if he were somebody who didn't want to be there. And every time he did live coverage, it was... He used to be the best at live coverage. And then he became the worst at live coverage when there's a breaking event or something like that happening. So, I mean, Shepard Smith, he packs up. He's a huge leftist, by the way. And the people that I know that know him say that he's not a very good person. I've never met Shepard Smith personally, but... Uh, the folks that I know that are over there, they don't like him all that much. So he leaves, he goes to CNBC, and everybody's like, well, that's a better fit. You know, you're you're a liberal, go to CNBC. Nothing wrong with that. So he goes to CNBC. Here's what they did for him, right? They gave him a massive pay package. They built a custom studio just for Shepard Smith over at CNBC, and then they built another studio in his mansion. True story. So if you haven't seen this, It was, I mean, if you were Shepard Smith, you were stupid to not take that deal because you were getting a ton of money. You're getting your own show. You probably have more creative control over your own show. Um, They're building a studio in your house because of the pandemic. They're they're building an entire brand new studio from scratch at their studios. You don't have to share with anybody else. It's a pretty sweet deal if you're a personality. So Shepard Smith goes to CNBC and has nobody watch his show. This guy, he's drawing 200,000 people right now. That's it. He had a peak of about 300,000 people. This is terrible. This is awful national numbers for anything. If you're national on radio, if you're national on television, if you're, if you're drawing numbers that low, it's bad. It's really bad. So right now, um, the latest on, on this whole thing, too, is that apparently Shepard Smith is abusing his staff. Now, again, I've never met him. But I have heard that he's a real jerk. That apparently has blown over um, in in CNBC. And he's got a bunch of of his staff, apparently, that are going to management and complaining about him abusing his staff and that sort of thing. Um, So really, he's acting like Kamala Harris. Uh, Kamala Harris is famous for abusing her staff. And now her vice presidential staff is also leaking information about her abusing them, too. It's such an issue now with Kamala Harris that they did this whole fake barbecue thing we're like oh kamala's having a barbecue at her house and look how happy everybody is see nobody hates her guts and that sort of thing so they're actually on this this guess you can call it a propaganda campaign to make it seem like nobody is angry at kamala harris but she's got she's got a track record of abusing her staff going way back Uh, amy klobuchar was famous for this too and you know amy klobuchar was at would at least own it when you asked Amy Klobuchar about her abusing her staff, she said, I'm a tough boss to work for. Deal with it. <laughs> it's like she owned it. I, and I can respect that because as long as you're not physically assaulting or anything like that, you know, you can be a tough boss. There's nothing wrong with being a tough boss. If people don't want to work for you, so be it. Uh, but Kamala Harris is getting a lot of flack for, for being, you know, really hostile towards her staff as well. And then you got the Shepard Smith thing, which is a long history of that. And his show is just, I mean, it's, it's sinking bad um his salary is between five and six million dollars a year for Shepard smith guys i mean come on there's a lot of people on tv that are worth decent money shepherd smith isn't one of those guys anymore in his prime he was when when he actually cared and he actually did a, a solid product he didn't put his views in his content And Shepard Smith was the go-to guy if there was a breaking event that was happening. You didn't go anywhere else. You went to Shepard Smith because he covered it better. And in the the past several years that he was at Fox News, his live coverage was essentially, I'm going to say the same thing over and over again. Here's my opinion about something that's going to tick off the core Fox News audience, and then I'm going to send it to this other person over here. That was it. With no energy, no emotion, very little facts, constantly assuming things, misreporting stuff. Um, and he just he looked like he was dead inside and didn't want to do it anymore you know and look this is not an easy business to be in and there's a lot of new people that try to jump into this thing most of them start with podcasts or streaming or something of that nature they flame out Um, sometimes they can even generate momentum it just kind of depends every election cycle we've got new people that kind of hop in and become names and they're almost never around by the next election cycle. So there's like a two-year lifespan for most of these folks. So They, they get in there, they get big, they kind of go away. Sometimes they'll last an election or two, maybe three, and then they kind of go away. And they never really fully make it. They end up just trying to pedal stuff as, as best as they possibly can and and make a buck here and there. But it's not long term. And then occasionally you get people who become stars. And they end up turning it into an actual career. Um, and there's only a couple over the past few election cycles that have actually done that. Um, there's a lot of people who grow bright, flame out, they go away. And of course, uh, we're just talking about this too, because there's always, uh, we've had a couple of, of people on the live stream today, been very critical. And some of those, so those people taking credit for things that we've been talking about for over a decade for crying out loud, as if we're just getting on it. <laughs> it's, it's hysterical to watch this because so, there's so many new people in the game. There's so many people who haven't been around for a while who every time they come up with something, they think they've invented the idea or they think they're the first person to cover it or to do it. You know, I'm sorry you're not. Uh, it's It's been around for a long period of time. Maybe you haven't heard it because of your age or, or what you were interested in beforehand. I don't know. But, you know, Shepard Smith is just one of those guys that used to be so good at what he did Flamed out. Think he tried to get a second win. Just got a big payday. Went to CNBC. Just nobody's paying attention to him. You know, I think Shepard Smith was the benefactor of being on Fox News in the later half of his career. His ratings were not good on Fox, by the way, at the end of his, his run there. When Shepard Smith left Fox News, his replacement was at Helmer, right? Um, got more ratings than Shepard Smith did in his first month. And that maintained, that's still the case. So the moment that Shepard Smith left, Fox actually got better. This is another thing that comes up in in media, because people are always moving, people are always getting fired, people are always quitting, that sort of stuff. And the audience always tries to convince the radio or the television station that if you get rid of so-and-so, I'll never listen to you again. Yeah, you will. You'll, You'll be ticked off about it for a couple of weeks, and you'll come back. And you'll listen and you'll probably be a a more loyal listener now because oftentimes people who are taken off of stations needed to be taken off of that station. You know, we went through this uh, just a couple of years ago when we did a lineup change and there was like two people who were upset about it and they swore up and down that they were never going to listen to us again. They're in the audience all the time. See them commenting on the MNC page all the time. They listened to everything. Um, But it was also a huge ratings win for us. It, Dramatically improved our ratings. You know, it's hard to argue with those results. And just because somebody's been there for a long time doesn't always mean that they're the right person to stay in that position because sometimes it's just, you need a shakeup. The problem is that sometimes successful people get caught up in those shakeups. You have a management change or something like that. Somebody will come in and what they will do is they'll just clean house because, oh, we just need a shakeup just for the sake of it. That's old world media types, television and radio, they're all that way. Um, We just need to shake up, so we're just going to change the lineup as as best as we possibly can, as much as we possibly can, and that's going to generate new listeners, and and it almost never does. Uh, It just usually doesn't work. You're going to have to fundamentally change what you do. But, you know, it goes both both ways. But, you know, Shepard Smith and and all, there's nothing wrong with being a a millionaire and walking away, man. There's nothing wrong with it. But at this point, Shepard Smith is kind of like a boxer who's still fighting when he should have quit several years ago, and he's just, taken, he's just taken damage as a result of it. His credibility is toast. I mean, it's absolutely toast. He could have walked away as one of the most revered news people if he had done it when he, when he should have done it before he signed his, his re-up with Fox News several years ago. If he would have walked away then, I think people would have respected him. But his entire last contract with Fox News was a disaster. And then he goes to CNBC... Huge disaster there as well. And wasted a lot of money. So he hasn't officially been chopped, but the rumor mill right now is that Shepard Smith is going to get canceled here pretty quick. So I don't know. We'll see. He's got 200,000 people watching his show. That's even for CNBC, that's not good. you got more coming up. News Talk 95 3, Michigan's News Channel. Justice Breyer. Boy, I don't know what it is with these Supreme Court justices. They just will not give Democrats a a bone at all. So Justice Breyer has said he has no plans to retire. (laughs) Now, the reason that this is so funny is Stephen Breyer is a liberal judge on the Supreme Court, and because of everything that happened with Ruth Bader Ginsburg under the last administration, Democrats have been pushing for Stephen Breyer to resign. They want him to resign because they want to have Biden push through somebody onto the Supreme Court that is younger. So that way they have another liberal voice on the Supreme Court as if the Supreme Court isn't liberal already. Um, I know that there's a myth that it's a conservative court, but it's a moderate court right now. It's a moderate court that refuses to do its job on certain issues because they, again, I think that the issue is they're trying to not be seen as political. And in that process are abdicating their responsibilities in what they're supposed to actually be doing as a Supreme Court. Um, so that's why they're not taking some of the cases that they should be taking. And that's why they're finding wholly unconstitutional reasons to not hear other cases that they should be hearing. So, Stephen Breyer, he basically said, he's the oldest member of the court, too, by the way. He basically told CNN he's, he's not decided when to retire from the bench, but he has no plans to do so in the near future. And this has, obviously, the, the rees out there because the left is just screeching at the top of their lungs. They're ticked off. They're upset. Um, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was their hero until all of a sudden it looked like she wasn't healthy anymore. And then they were really angry at her for not resigning. Now, when Trump was coming in and people were talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg resigning, nobody on the left wanted her to resign. They wanted her to still maintain her spot on the court. And then she started getting you know, sick. And at that point, then they retroactively were upset at her when they didn't want her to step down before, but now, of course, they were. Now, here's the thing. Uh, there's a couple of reasons why I think that this is important. Democrats understand a couple of basic things. One, they got their butts kicked and their clocks cleaned in 2020. They know that. Uh, if you're looking at some of the election law changes, you look at the, some, some of the court rulings since the election that have found that, in fact, Invalid ballots were counted. Those ballots never should have been counted. The laws in Pennsylvania specifically, the law was illegally changed, which allowed tens of thousands of what would have normally been invalid ballots to be counted in the election towards the results. And as those things come out, Democrats, in spite of the rhetoric on cable news and everything else, they know that these things are really happening. They're just hiding it from the general public. You look at what happened in Georgia here with the special election this this, uh, last week. Republicans overperformed. And the Democrats don't really know what to do. So now they're at a point where they're pushing critical race theory. Well, everybody's fighting back against critical race theory. They've been very successful all across the country. Um, Starting to be successful here. Starting to organize a little bit more here. Because they're really going to push critical race theory in South Bend and Elkhart schools next year. So you've got all of these losses that are mounting. Democrats understand that the majority of Americans don't think that Biden is calling the shot. Several polls have shown that majority of even Democrats think that Joe Biden has some mental issues. OK, that's not just a general poll that was spammed by Republicans. That was specifically a poll about Democrats. Most Democrats think that he has early onset dementia, at least. OK, they see all of this. They also see that Kamala Harris is not popular. Kamala Harris was just in Michigan fundraising for Gretchen Whitmer, another Democrat in serious trouble. And Kamala Harris and Gretchen Whitmer drew 40 people. That's it. I gave a speech that night to twice as many. And I'm just a local radio host. It makes no sense. So they understand that there is a real problem. So much so that some of their, you know, Carville, is one of those guys out there that he, as much as I disagree with Carville on political issues, Carville's very politically smart. And when James Carville comes out and says, Democrats are in trouble, he means it. He's not joking. If James Carville says Democrats are in trouble, you can take that to the bank that that's what's actually happening. And he's made it very clear over the past couple of weeks that Democrats are in big, big trouble going into the midterms. So if you're going to go into the midterms, and you're facing a potential serious loss, especially after what happened to you on the side of things this last election, you need to get something done on the court now. And since Stephen Breyer's the oldest member, he's the liberal member, you want to go ahead and get him replaced with a younger liberal so that way that position is solidified. Because if Republicans end up taking over both houses of Congress or the Senate, that all of a sudden goes away. Now the Democrats have to find somebody that Republicans will approve of. And that might be a problem. It's certainly not going to get you an overt activist like, uh, like what you want. Now you've got to try and hopefully get somebody like, uh, like a Roberts. You know, Roberts is somebody that, you know, was always on the right and then suddenly overnight automagically became a moderate left. And I've told you before, I have my theories about that, and I, they they do run that somebody's got something on them. As I've said before, I don't have any definitive information on it. All I can tell you is I know that a lot of these judges engage in behavior uh, when the the sun goes down that isn't exactly the most savory and isn't something that they would want to be made aware of. And considering we know that Congress keeps a secret tab on on high-profile people in politics who have unsavory relationships, then you you get the idea. That's where I think the issue is, but I could be wrong. I don't know. You start looking at this now, Democrats want Breyer gone now because they want Biden to have an opportunity to get somebody pushed through the Senate. But I don't know if they're going to get that because he says he's not going anywhere. And, of course, that would be... That would be beneficial for them to get rid of the filibuster to do that also. All right, ladies and gentlemen, go to my website, theburningtruth.us. It's totally remade today. It is now a news aggregator, so it is less focused on blog posts, more focused on news aggregation. You can also follow us on rumble.com slash Casey, the host. More coming up on 95.3 MNC.